Amen. Amen. Well, let's open open our Bibles to Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Yeah, you can bring the lights up a little bit. We are in the book of Philippians, and we're going to take a very one very simple thought, uh, but a powerful thought if if it's applied to our lives uh, from Philippians four. Philippians 4, and we are in verse 8. We are almost done with the book of Philippians. Um, my wife will be speaking next week, so if that's a plus, you can let people know that it's not me next week, and so you can come back again. Um, <clears throat> it makes me want to come. So, I mean, I want to anyway, but uh, it makes me want to come even more. So, um, Philippians 4... Verses 8 and 9 says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. There's that peace again. Amen. If you were here last week, we talked about the powerful peace of God. Uh, so awesome. Uh, but this is talking about our minds. Our minds and our thought life and our thinking. And so this is a powerful truth if we can get a hold of it. Whatever you think about... Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? If anything, is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? Think about such things. This is a great filter. Anybody have a filter? Anybody have, who has a pool here? You all have a pool. You know, you've got you've to have a pool filter. You've got to get your pool cleaned. You've got, right now, pools don't look good, right? Because it's winter, because we're not swimming in them, right? Uh, because it's too cold. And so the pools start to look nasty, right? Because they're, the, they're, they're not being cleaned. They're not being, they're not being filtered out. They're not being made the way they're supposed to be. Our mind works the same way. If you just take several weeks off and say, I'm just going to, it doesn't matter. Guess what? You're going to look like a, a pool that hasn't been touched for several weeks. And it's like, do you want to go swimming? Uh, no, I don't want to go swimming in that. And guess what? You're, you're swimming in those thoughts. Those are the thoughts you're swimming in. So just think of a dirty pool, okay? Think of a nasty pool and say, do I want to go swimming? Now, if you're a little kid, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Have you, no, have you noticed that? The kids, don't, they don't care what's in the pool. They're like, oh, we're going swimming. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> they, they're not, you know, me, me, I like check first, right? Don't you, don't you check first before you get in? You're like, hey, come over to my house and swim and, you know, I'm over at the Haney's house. I'm like, where have you had the guy come lately or what's up, you know? <laughs> and so I don't, want, I don't want to get in that pool, right? I don't want to get in the pool unless it's been clean. And it's the same way with our minds. This is the filter or the cleaner for our minds. This is the grid by which we judge the thoughts that are going on in our mind. It's so powerful. Thoughts control so much of even how we feel and sometimes even how our body reacts. It's like, you know, what we're thinking is what we become in many ways. 
So when Paul, he's coming to the end, he says, look, finally, I want you to know whatever is true, whatever is noble. Think about those things. Now, the word think here is not just like a passing thought. It's not just like, oh, that, you know, that, those random thoughts you get that are like, oh, that's whatever. You know, you just have to say, get, get out of here or whatever. No, this, this word to think here, it means to consider or to, to dwell upon, to think upon. It's, it's kind of like the word meditation where, you just, where you're, you're just thinking on it. So in other words, it's not talking about some random thought where you go, oh, I got to go to do this or I got to go do that. It's like that's just, that's just life. That's just, that's just the mind working. It's, this is about the things where you, you keep thinking about this. It's, it's on your mind. It's, it's coming up over and over and over again. And so this is a great filter to use to say, is this a thought that I want to stay in my head? Is this something I want to dwell upon? Is this, do, am I going to keep mulling this over and over again? And Paul gives us this great filter. He says, look, number one is this. Is it true? Not just is it factual. There's a difference between facts and truth. This is maybe this is like, this is the Holy Spirit fact check, right? <laughs> totally unbiased though, that's the good news. <laughs> the Holy Spirit fact check. Is it true means, is it connected to the truth of Jesus? Jesus is what? He's the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So first of all, truth's a person. You know, it's not just a concept. It's like, hey, does this line up with the concept? No, this is, all these things line up with the character, the, the nature of God. So we're, we're aligning our thoughts, you know, does this, you know, does this line up with who God is? Just like Sharon was talking about. Does this line up with who God is and what he's already said? Does this line up with truth? Not just facts. There's all kinds of facts that are going on. Truth can sometimes be, you know, kind of on another level than, than facts. Because the facts say, uh, you know, naturally all this, all this stuff's going to happen. But the truth is there's a greater reality, the world of the kingdom, the realm of God's kingdom. His power is greater than the natural reality. You're the higher power. You know, we just sang about that. Uh, thank you for saying We sang lots of cool songs that are going to line up with us. It's awesome. So, um, you know, that's, that's true. So is it lining up with truth? Number two, is it honorable? And this word carries that, that idea of like royalty or, no, or nobility. Is it, is it noble? In other words, that kind of thinking versus something that's shameful. Does it, number one, bring shame in my life? Or is it a shameful thought? It's like, hey, I'm not going to dwell on that thing. I'm not going to let that thing run over my head. What does it say next? Whatever is... It says in, my, in NIV, it says right, or your Bible might say just. This is the same root word where we get our word for righteousness. In other words, does it, does it line up with Jesus Christ and his righteousness? Fourth, it says whatever is pure. The word pure here is the word hognos, which is very close to the Greek word for holy, which is hagios. So it's like, does this line up? with the character of God's holiness. And if it doesn't, then I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to, I don't want to have that thing cycling through my mind. That's a, that's a bad filter. That means my filter needs to be changed. Uh, 
Number five, is it lovely? Does it evoke beauty? Is it, is it something worthy of, of, of dwelling upon? Is it admirable or commendable? Is it, is it something that's in good nature with relationships? Does it, does it benefit my, my life with someone else? Is there things that, you know, that I want? I want that thought to be passed on to my, my children or my grandchildren. Am I dwelling upon those things? Do I want those thoughts in their heads? Think about that. Sometimes that would be a great thing. Is just maybe not even for yourself. Sometimes we're motivated outside of ourselves. Like Sharon was saying, sometimes we can believe things not more for somebody else than for ourselves. But think about, do I want the thoughts I have to be passed on to somebody else that I love? Is it excellent? Some, and this word here means like moral excellence. You know, it's talking about, you know, lining up with what is good and right and true. Is it worthy of praise? In other words, here's this. Do I want to share it with somebody else? <laughs> right? When something's worthy of praise, you want to, hey, guess what? This happened. This is so awesome. Or this thing's so amazing. You're, you're sharing something that you think is worthy of praise. You're, you're talking about someone or something else, and you're saying, this is amazing. This was amazing. They're, you're offering worth to it. It's worth your time. It's worth your words. It's worth this. And so, in other words, is, is this thought worth sharing with someone else? And again, we're not talking about the passing thoughts, the quick thoughts that, that come cry, try to attack us. We deal with those, absolutely. But this is like the ongoing thinking of our lives. We need to, I wrote this down, practice the gospel in our heads. We need to practice the gospel of Jesus Christ in our heads. We've got to, you know, sometimes it's easier, you know, on the outside, man, you know, I don't want to do something totally stupid because somebody might see. I mean, right? I mean, there's a little bit of just, like, even just human nature. Just think about that. Like, when you're in a public place, you know, you're a little bit more, like, chilled out, you know, right? There's some things that I do at my house that I'm like, hey, you know, it's just in my house and just... You know, I don't need to dance around like a crazy fool in Walmart. I mean, maybe I do, but um, hopefully I'm not at Walmart, but whatever. Um, but, you know, th- there's, there's just a, a certain amount of being out in some way, you know, it kind of hems us in. But, you know, with our minds, sometimes we don't, have that, we don't have that filter and it just goes free, right? It's just going free. It's like, you know, if your mind was playing on a screen somewhere, it's like, man, I wouldn't put that in public. And I'm not even talking about like just... You know, it could be negative things. It could be, you know, impure things. But it might just be struggle. I mean, it might just be, you know, I'm, I'm dwelling on the negative part of what I'm going through right now. And so it's playing over and over in my head. And so it's being filtered to my life. You know, I'm letting that thing through to where it's, it's, it's sucking into my emotions. It's, it's sucking into the, the way I speak to my, my spouse or my kids or my coworkers. And so, you know, all that, that because it's not being filtered out, guess what? It's going to show up somewhere. At some point, your pool is going to show what's going on. You know, if you stop cleaning it for one day, ah, no big deal. I don't know too much about pools. So just, you know, if I mess it up. But, whatever, you know, you let it go. The longer you let it go, right, it gets worse. And so it's the same thing with our minds. So I want to I wanna catch that thing before it starts filtering through all of myself. Then it begins to go into my relationships. It begins to go in the way I'm treating other people. It begins to go with, you know, the way I treat people I super love. And suddenly it, it, they don't feel like it's super love. 
You know, in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, we want to put that scripture on the screen. It says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Divine power. What is a stronghold? You know what? A stronghold is simply this, a way of thinking that has been built up in your mind because you've practiced thinking about it for a long time. So it builds up a stronghold. And so we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have to also use this partner scripture with Philippians, I believe, because there are some times where we have to forcibly stand against thoughts that are coming into our minds and continuing to dwell in us, and continuing to try to hang around in our, in our way of thinking. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some illustration. Jerry, come on up again. Jerry, Jerry did a great job last week. So I need, I need like, uh, I don't know, three, three more people. Who, wa- who wants to come up here? Three more people. Come on, walk up here if you want to do it. So three or four more people. So Jerry's going to stand up here. Jerry, Jerry gets the good job every week so far. Um, Jerry gets to be Jesus this week, right? Last week, he's the peace of God, but this week, Jerry's Jesus. So, man, it's just awesome, awesome week. It's two weeks. Um, so right here, so, yeah, just pick wherever you want to stand. So Jesus is right here. And so, boy, these, these I wouldn't want to mess with these dudes right here, not, not just because I'm, you know, this size, but mostly because I'm this size. But, okay, so you've, you've got some, these guys right here, these are, these are enemy thoughts, this is what you volunteered to be, okay? I changed my mind, brother. <laughs> so, you know, right here is, is we're, we're going to call this, this is not really these people's nature, okay? Just to clear that up. We, I'm not declaring this over you. Like, this is not coming on you. Okay, so this is fear right here. So th- this is fear. And, and so fear is trying to come after me. So fear, fear is coming after me. <laughs> And here's the, here's the thing. This scripture doesn't say that Jesus Jesus does anything. He's he's encouraging me and he's giving me authority, he's giving me power, he's releasing his presence on my life. But Jesus is waiting for me to take this thought captive and say, "No." Now you bow your knee to Jesus Christ. And fear bows to Jesus Christ. Right here we have the thought of what, what bad one do you want to be? None of them. None of them. All right, okay. You got impurity right here, okay? Okay, this is not really Michael, okay? So we got impurity. So impurity comes at me. And boy, this is a big one right here. He's, he's, he's going to... He's going he's gonna to mess with some people here right now, and he's going to come after me, and he's got his throat around my neck. And guess what? Jesus is calling out and saying, you don't have to let him, you don't have to be like this. Impurity does not have to have a hold of your neck. Because of the authority that Jesus has given me, he's given me divine power, the weapons to resist any thought. And I take it captive, and I say, no, impurity, you bow your knee to Jesus. Somebody give me a third one. Unbelief. 
Here we go. This is not Gary. Gary's a believer. So, but he's playing the part of the, un, the thoughts of unbelief. And, you know, unbelief is, you know, kind of like it just likes to hang around. We'll just say that. Like it just kind of hangs around and just kind of taps you on the head every once in a while. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's not too forward sometimes. It's just subtle. And like, you know, it's messing with your hair and all this stuff. And you, it's always just kind of there. It's just kind of there hanging around. And, you know, maybe you don't even know it's there. It's just like this subtle thing that's, that's hanging around. But it's influencing the way I think. And then it's influencing the way I am receiving, you know, what's happening in life. And so sometimes, you know, especially if it gets like this, then you're like, I can't really see as clearly. Still can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when unbelief, I have to come up to unbelief and say, Help me, Lord, in my unbelief, I do believe. And so unbelief, you bow your knee to Jesus Christ. And I take my thoughts captive and I make them obedient to Jesus Christ. Let's give it up for these guys right here. Thank you, Lord. No fear, impurity, or unbelief in these guys right now. Thank you, Lord. I hope that's helpful to you. I mean, I've just used, you know, kind of illustrations the last couple of weeks. Maybe it just helps us see what's going on. But that's what's happening in the spirit realm. In, in, you know, there's a spiritual battle for our minds going on. And we have to sometimes be active. Just as Jacob was saying, it's so appropriate. Hey, you have to resist the devil sometimes. Maybe all the time, right? <laughs> But sometimes there's a, there's a, it's an, you're playing an active part in resist. When you're resisting, you're, you are actively involved in what God is doing in your life. Jesus already won the victory. And then he said, you get to walk in my victory. But you know what? He wants his sons and daughters to be equipped to win the battle where he doesn't have to do everything for you. You know what I mean by that? Like when you grow up, you know, where, you know, when you're, you have little kids and they, they, you do everything for them, right? When they get older, you're hoping that it, they eventually change their own diaper, right? They, they can go to the bathroom on their own. So I'm going to stop right there. This is just really, there's all kinds of places to go there that are not that don't line up with this thing right here. But he empowers us to be stronger so that we can, we can win the battle that we're in personally. He's already won the victory. The devil is a defeated foe, but it doesn't mean we don't have to resist him. And most of his power is with thoughts because he doesn't have authority. So the only way for the enemy to get power, so to speak, is for you to believe a lie. It's for you to dwell on something that's not true, that's not pure, that's not holy, that's not excellent or praiseworthy. If he can get you to dwell on that because you're the, if you're a son or daughter of the king, 
You have authority, just like we sang on that song. We've been given authority by Jesus. We don't deserve it, but he says, I'm going to make you worthy through my death and through my resurrection because I took your place. Now you are worthy because you have my blood on your life. You have forgiveness in your life. You are now, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You were once darkness and now you're light in the Lord. You were once lost, but now you're found. You've been changed. You've been delivered. You've been freed. And now you're a son or daughter of the king and you have the authority of heaven in your life. But you get to use it most of the time, I think, in our heads. It's in our thinking where the battle happens so many times. Sometimes we need to change our filter. Sometimes we just need, you know, you got to, you know, if you don't change your air conditioner filter, eventually it's like everything just isn't right in your house, right? And you're like, what's going on? You're like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to change those filters like once every five years, right, or something. <laughs> three months, whatever, one month, one, one to three months. Especially in West Texas, right? You go look at that thing. You know, if it's black, I mean, it's, it's bad news, right? I mean, the filter is like, whoa, uh, that's not good. And so sometimes we have, to, we have to allow God to just say, we're going to change the filter on your mind. We're going to filter out lies now with truth. We're going to filter out impurity with what? With purity. And then when I find a thought that I can dwell upon, then I choose to think about it more. Think about that. Wow. <laughs> but I have a choice, you know, if when you sometimes there's and that this is where the Holy Spirit comes in because he is, you know, he is releasing thoughts to us. He is he is trying to stir up the truth in us. It says the Holy Spirit is always leading us into truth. So he's speaking in our hearts. He is he is throwing out truth to us and he's wanting us to think about those things. So the more we think about truth, guess what? Then our thoughts become what? They're a lot truer. <laughs> There's suddenly, you know, the more I think about things that appear, you know, I begin to not think. You have to, you sometimes have to do some training because some of it's habit. Some of it's just what you're used to. And it's not, it may not happen overnight. You know, God delivers you from the power of it, but he's going to, he's going to give you the tools so you can practice the power. The scripture is so, so good. You know, it's just like maybe sometimes we just need to maybe even memorize the scripture so that it kind of comes up when we're thinking, when we're when we're in a cycle of of negative thinking, when we're we have to break the cycle of of negative meditation in our lives. And take thoughts captive and make it make them obedient to Jesus Christ. Verse nine, it kind of. Changes a corner. So we're going to wrap it up quickly with this because I think the Lord has given you some good tools today um, and some, maybe just some fresh reminders uh, from this. It says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So this second half of this section right here, Paul kind of just... He's, he's ending his, his, his book here. He's trying to get to the end. He's, he's, a, he's a normal preacher. He's, he's, still, he's still not done yet. Um, but he says, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. It's interesting. I looked at this and I thought, here is how you mentor someone 
And here's how you grow when someone else is mentoring you and speaking into your life, discipling you, encouraging you, is if you're going to mentor somebody, so if God is, if you're a follower of Jesus, guess what? You're called to make disciples. In other words, you're called to help somebody else follow Jesus and get closer to him. Here's your part, is they need to learn and receive from you. So number one, what are they learning? Learning is this, intentionally passing on truth. So I need to intentionally pass on truth that is true and also can be put into practice. It's practical. I need to intentionally pass that on. The word intentionally is hugely important. Not just haphazardly, not just randomly, not just I hope I get lucky. (laughs) Is intentionally, when you have someone in your life that you're trying to minister to and speak into their life, think about what what are some of the things that I want to intentionally speak into their life. Share, I want to intentionally share these things with them and bring them up. I want to bring up these subjects. I want to talk about these things. You know, maybe it's resisting the devil. Maybe it's, you know, believing that God loves you. Whatever, whatever it is, you're like, hey, I am intentionally saying, okay. And again, you're asking the Holy Spirit for, for wisdom and discernment. But you're like, going, I'm intentionally releasing and pouring out this truth into somebody else's life. But also, the other side is this, is this is when someone else is speaking into your life, what you're doing is you're watching for the truth they're trying to release to you. And you're trying to say, okay, what is trying to be released? Again, none of us do this perfectly, so you know, we, we can't go, oh, that's not the way I do it. Well, you've, I've just cut off the, the learning part because I'm, I'm not ready to receive because I'm, I'm saying, oh, this is not, this is not the perfect situation. Don't wait for the perfect situation. Now, I'm not talking about just receiving from anybody. I'm talking about someone you trust and, and love that's a follower of Jesus. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's just anybody. But I am saying when there is somebody like that, you're trying to say what, in, what truth is in being intentionally passed on to me. Number two is receive. So in other words, when I'm mentoring someone, what am I doing? I need to give them something. What, what am I giving? I'm giving away Skills. I'm giving away uh, training. I'm giving away like spiritual impartation. I am. I am. I'm giving tools away. I'm giving resources away. I'm giving things that this person can receive, so that they can be empowered to grow and take the truth and use it. It may be scripture. It may be like, hey, here, here, here's the scripture I use when I deal with this, and I, I. I think about it and I read it until my, I start to believe it. I, I think about it until it gets in my head regularly where it's, where it's not just, yeah, I heard that one time, I think at church or whatever. I went to youth camp one time and I think there was a Bible verse that they talked about. Um, no, it's like, hey, here's this scripture that was helpful for me. And this is how, I, or here's how I renewed my mind. And I did, and I thought about this thing over and over. I'd read it over and over. Whatever it is, you're, you're, you know, and also sometimes it's actually, you know, spiritual impartation. God, I, I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm believing that God's going to release a gifting in you. He's going to release power in you. He's going to release uh, wisdom in you. And so what God has given me, I'm going to pass on. So you've got the learning and the receiving. Um, and then the other parts are, are observed or heard. It says what you've heard from me and seen in me is this. 
the way we speak and the way we behave. I can get, I can get the, the teaching and I can pass on the receiving, but if my mouth and my actions don't line up with what I'm giving out, then guess what? There's a mixed message. And Paul's like, Paul was confident. This is the other thing is we can be confident if we are following Jesus that God, you know, we, it's not about measuring up to perfection, but it is our heart turns towards the Lord and we are able to be, you know, changed and transformed by him. But then the way I speak and the way I live should line up with what I'm teaching and what I'm giving out. And so for us who are trying to speak into someone else's life, then we want to, hey, I want to guard the way I talk. If I'm trying to teach someone about, hey, here's, here's what honor looks like. Here's how we honor one another. And then over here, they see me next week, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're just talking about this one person, and you're going over again, and you're dishonoring them with the way you're talking about them. Then they're like, they're going, wait, is it, is it just a you pretend thing, or, is it, or it doesn't really matter? Is it, is it optional? There's, there's confusion that's be, being released in someone's life. Why do you think there's a, our world is so confused? Because sometimes the body of Christ, we've sent the mixed messages, right? We're trying to give, hey, here's the truth. Hey, here's receive something spiritual from us. And then the way we talk and the way we live is like that they don't line up. And, and the, everybody's like, wait, I don't, I don't understand. At best or worst, I'm like, you hypocrite. I knew you were all fakes. <laughs> and then the devils, then, uh, you know, maybe the thought accusation gets to come in, right? If you, the accusing thought. We should have had that one come up. Who's that? No. Um, sometimes those accusing thoughts, we have to get them to bow at the feet of Jesus. Uh, so anyway, I just, I just felt like Paul was saying he was confident in what God had done in him. That he says, look, you can watch me and you can listen to me. And it's going to line up with what you've learned and received from me. So, Lord, make us like that. <laughs> Amen. But don't let your past stop you from, from going forward in the present and the future. You can be like, oh, well, I tried one time to really minister to someone and it just didn't work out. Maybe you even messed up. You're like, yeah. Then the next week I just did something totally stupid and then they were like, well, I'm not listening to you anymore. And you're like, I don't know if I want to do that again. But, hey, look, God's mercies are what? New every morning. So it's a new day, and I'm still following Jesus, and so I am still useful in the kingdom of God. If I'm a son or daughter of the king, then I am useful to the king. There is nothing that God calls me to that's unimportant. It doesn't matter how big or how little. If God says it, it's like if God says a little thing, that's huge because <laughs> it's from God heard that thought the other day that's not mine so whatever he's given you then walk in it but release it intentionally pass it on to others so that they can hear and see it in your life and then guess what discipleship happens we are multiplying the work of god from myself to someone else and that's the way it's meant to be is then it multiplies and multiplies and multiplies but it happens in a relationship it happens we've got to We've got to be interacting together. It's not going to happen by just listening to a bunch of sermons. That, ha that can be helpful. But if that's all you do, you'll never grow. There's all kinds of people 
who've listened to thousands of sermons, and they're the same they were 30 years ago. Because change happens when you've got this process going on where you're learning, you're receiving, you're giving out, you're imparting, you've got this, this sharing of life going on together, you're, you're, living, you're living it out. <laughs> you're not just, you're doing what you say. The thing you say lines up with the way you live. Guess what? Then there's a multiplication. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to close right there. Let's just let's just take our minds right now, if you, and just we're gonna we're gonna submit them to God freshly this morning. Thank you, Lord. If you've got thoughts that you've been battling recently, or just this week, or just maybe you just ongoing battle, uh, like Sharon was saying, you've got this this ongoing thing that's going on. That's you know you're just you're just battling this thought process. Let's 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 right now let's just let's just take that thing captive and we're say. You, you thought you're going to bow to Jesus. So I want you to take that thought. If you need to picture it, if that's helpful, if you want to say it, just like right now I'm saying fear, I'm saying unbelief, I'm saying confusion, you bow right now to Jesus Christ. We are, we are putting you under the authority of Jesus. And I am putting you under notice that you, have, you are not free anymore. You're not free in my mind anymore. You are bound in my mind. I take you captive and you are obedient to Jesus Christ. We use the authority of God. And Lord, we line ourselves up with the word of God. Lord, anything that's true, anything that's pure or lovely, we thank you, Lord, that you've also given us your word to know if it lines up with, if it doesn't line up with your word, then it's not a thought that I want to dwell on. So we, we choose to put those thoughts at the feet of Jesus. And we say, Jesus, you're Lord of my mind. Jesus, you are Lord of my thoughts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making that real for us, for applying it to our lives, for, for washing our minds. Thank you, Lord. We invite you, God, to continue to give us a bigger filter where we can receive into our lives only what you want to be released into us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you still need prayer, we're going to have leaders up here, uh, and we will pray with you. We did a lot of praying, so if you're all good, praise Jesus. We are glad for that. But if you still have something else that came up, even from while we were in the Word, uh, come on up and don't get uh, don't leave without getting prayer. Uh, but if not, we will see you.